I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Half-Backed Podcast, the NRL Grand Final 2023 edition. I'm your host, Tim Williams, here to hopefully find a few winners to wrap up the NRL season. His former Raiders and Dragons halfback, Sam Williams from Racing and Sports. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, going well. Yeah, big week, uh, big weekend ahead. Can't wait for it all, but uh, yeah, going well. Huge week for you, mate. You've uh, NRL retirees, you know, parades and lunches and dinners and all sorts of things this weekend. Yeah, a bit going on. Yeah, we head up Friday. They do a really good job, the NRL. Um, I think you, if you've played over 100 games or thereabouts, they work out the rule that um, you, they put a big weekend for retiring players. So we'll be up there on Friday for the grand final lunch, um, a bit on on Saturday. Uh, then Sunday, yeah, out of the ground, um, uh, yeah, I think it's halftime. They sort of introduced a few of the players. No doubt there'll be players who get a bigger roar than I will, but I'll be out there anyway with my flag, so away we go. You'll be out there drinking your free piss. <laughs> yeah, look, the, they can cheer or boo or whatever they please. I'll still have a good weekend. <laughs> uh, also with us, ex-TAB data analyst, head of analytics at KO Sport, James Hughes. Jimmy. How are you, mate? G'day, g'day, boys. Oh, Sam, I'm thinking about you on the back of a, a, a car or something with the big queen wave going yeah. around the, the field. It's going to be immaculate. It'll be something similar to that. The crowd might get on their feet and applaud. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Um, but, yeah, no doubt that it'll, it'll be the moment of the weekend for everyone involved. I'm picturing Sam, Sam Monday morning on a skateboard, lit off, green and white hat, skating down George Street, just continuing the celebrations. Yeah, let's just enjoy it. Get out there and have a good time. That'll be me. Uh, last week's recap. Mixed weekend all round. Sam, we'll start with you. You had the Warriors line at 10.5 against the Broncos. Yeah, you got that wrong. <clears throat> yeah, tough one there. And your value play was in that Melbourne and Panthers game. Nathan Cleary to score a try. Tick into Will Warbrick, the winger at nine bucks. Uh, fell short there with Warbrick. Yeah, Billy let me down. It was a tough week. I was um, probably got caught up in the Waz hype a little bit, to be honest. I was really disappointed with how they went last week. I thought defensively they were never in the game. Physically, I didn't think they were in the game. Um, yeah, I, I was yeah really quite quite disappointed with the old Waz last week. So uh, anyway, we move forward this week. Jimmy, for a data man, you're... Your stubbornness knows no bounds. And your value play of the week was the Broncos to win one to 12 in that fixture as well, over 42 and a half points. You got the over 42 and a half, but you just had to limit the Broncos margin. That was paying 625 and no good from you either, mate. 
Yeah, I know. Like the romantic in me is potentially running into my algorithms where, you know, that we just want a nice, quiet, close, tight contest, uh, a good couple of finals footy games. But no, we just got two big blowouts and two well and truly better teams uh, that are into this grand final. We did, yeah. The best grand final possible this year, that's for sure. Uh, we did have some winners. My lock of the week, Darlin Watani's the Lesniak anytime try scorer at $2.20. Got over the line about four minutes into that game and had a double after about 12 minutes. So uh, a profit there. Value play fell just, oh, I shouldn't say just short. Uh, Brian Toto, anytime try scorer, he scored about five minutes in as well into Chance Nickel Cook, started $8.10. Chance didn't get across the stripe, unfortunately. Uh, we did have a very nice better SC playbook multi salute last week. Obviously, using better markets throughout the NRL season. Last week, we had Selwyn Cobbo, Dallin Wotenis Lesniak, and Brian Toto. Combined for four plus tries at eleven dollars. Toto got his hat trick on in the Friday night clash, so we were looking pretty good there. And then Dallin got over very early in that next game as one of his two tries. So eleven bucks there for anyone who jumped on. Uh, this week we've gone to the Clive Churchill Medal, and we've we've got Payne Haas or last year's winner Dylan Edwards to win the Clive Churchill Medal at five dollars fifty. We'll send that market out on our socials on Friday with the link to it. Uh, if you did want to jump on, imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now we'll kick things off this week with a little grand final preview with Sam. Get your thoughts on the game and we'll talk about both sides. And to start it off, Sam, the Penrith Panthers going for a treble of premierships, the first team to do it since Parramatta in the early 80s, four grand finals on the trot. Does anything change for the Penrith Panthers or is it simply just business as usual? They stick to the formula that's worked for them time and time again, which as far as I'm concerned, it it hasn't really changed too, too much in the last four or so years. No, nothing changes for them. They'll go about their processes like they do all the time. They, they're just so methodical in the way they do it. They earn the right to play footy down the other end of the field and then their stars, they're the ones that light up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for Panthers, we're looking at four straight grand finals, three premierships potentially in a row. Uh, in this modern era of the salary cap, they're very hard to argue that we're not, if they have this win, we're not looking at the best side we've seen. Um, obviously, the Dragons era through the 60s, they're never going to be beaten, uh, but there wasn't the salary cap in place. Um, I think the Raiders came in and it started to become a bit more about uh, the salary cap. I think it was introduced uh, early on in their dominance as well, but this Panthers side and the modern game and the way way they've done it, uh, if they can win three straight, you know, they're, they're very much in the argument of the, the best side of all, all time. Yeah, absolutely, they will be. Uh, the Brizzy Broncos coming in, Absolutely steaming. They're in red hot form. They've been brilliant all season. How how do the Broncos cause an upset in this? Is is like they match up well enough with the Panthers in that they've got an explosive forward pack. I think they they're capable, I should say, of matching them in the middle. They've got the strike power around the park, and they've got Reese Walsh, who is a superstar in his own right. How how do they approach this game? Don't fall behind. That's what I'd say to them. Don't fall behind. If you fall behind by a try or two, this Penrith side is nearly impossible to catch. What I'd say is get out to a good start, which I think the way the Broncos have played their last couple of finals matches, um, they do come out all guns blazing. And I do believe they can certainly match this, this Penrith middle and certainly they can go past them as well. There's no doubt about that. 
What I will say was, and I mentioned off the top, was I was quite disappointed in the contact of the Warriors last weekend. Um, I think that they gave the Broncos far, far too much room to run. Uh, their line speed wasn't there. Their contact wasn't there. The, the Broncos just moved through them for fun. Now, let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. We're playing against the Penrith Panthers side. They've got the best line speed in the competition. They've got the best kick chase in the competition. They've got the best contact when they get a couple of men in the tackle. So... I think that this Broncos side aren't going to get the luxury um, that was offered to them last week. And we got all excited about some of their plays. And even there was a time where Big Payne Haas went through a yawning gap. Won't happen. Hmm. Uh, Reese Walsh chimed in off the back of an offload. Won't happen. Um, okay. I shouldn't say it won't happen because <laughs> they're class. Um, but what I'm getting at is that the opportunities that were given to them last week is, is just not going to be there this week. Now, they have the potential to blow any, time, any team away. My biggest concern is I just don't know if they're going to get the room that they think that they might. You mentioned at the top of it, these do not fall behind, do not fall behind. And I, there are two teams that I think of when you mention that straight up. Uh, obviously, this Penrith Panthers side the last few years where once they've got a lead, very, very rarely do they give it up. And the, Pen, uh, sorry, the Melbourne Storm, through their sort of decade of dominance uh, and the rest, they were the same. Where once they got a lead against you, they just jungled you out of the game. Is that just because they're so clinical. I mentioned last week some numbers around their completion rates in finals games being so absurd. <clears throat> On the weekend, I think they were competing about 95% after 60 minutes, which was incredible. So off the back of high completions, they don't make mistakes. They don't let you into the game. Nathan Cleary's kicking game. Is it as simple as that, that once they get the lead, you don't get opportunities to, to draw it back? Well, that's the hard part. You're going to have to score long-range tries or you're going to have to get penalties Then there won't be many of them in, probably in a grand final. So you've got to try and move the ball in your own half. That can backfire. You can try and move the ball in your own half, but their line speed and their edge defense mm. controls it so well that sometimes that, that's a negative as well. So you've just got to make the most of opportunities. Players like uh, players like Reese Walsh will make the most of their opportunities. He's a phenomenal Reese Walsh. Um, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of him every single day. But... I just don't think that they're going to get the opportunities that they think that they might, this Broncos side. I really do think that Penrith's line speed, their kick chase is going to stifle a lot of what the Broncos are going to try and do. The Parramatta Eels have had have had plenty of success against Penrith the last couple of years, obviously not in the grand final last year, but they've beaten them time and time again, generally regular season. But even so, they've done it in Penrith. They've done it with full-strength Penrith outfits or, or close enough. I suppose why have Parramatta had success against Penrith and what can Brisbane take from that? Oh, well, you've got your big bodies like Junior up th- through the middle who's got offloads and a bit of footwork. I think someone like Paddy Carrigan, someone like s- something similar. He's got uh, excellent footwork at the line. He's got a great offload. These sort of players are the ones that can make a dent into the line. They've got to try and find a little bit of room. And if they can get that offload away, I think it's really crucial. The biggest thing is, I think you look at someone like Parramatta when Mitch Moses' big right boot's going high and long, you can stay in the grind with them. Stay in the grind, Mm. stay in the grind. Now, Parramatta's played their best football against Penrith. Uh, They've got to stay in the grind for as long as they can. And I think with someone like Adam Reynolds, there's no doubt this Broncos side can. Um, They could come out and stay with them and and go the other way and put a couple on them. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, in terms of the way Parramatta do it, I think you've got to have something a little bit different that can create a second-phase play because if you just keep going into them, their line speed, it's just 
I also look, I think last week Tamari Martin was a little bit disappointing with his contact first up. Now, they, they made some metres and some offloads at times through um, finding the three-man, um, same as Sean Johnson, finding the three-man in, in defensively and getting a bit of uh, rhythm from that. You look at the defensive side of, of Penrith, you're not going to get that through Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai is an excellent defender as well. So it's a hard one. You try and go to those players to get momentum, but you're going sideways. If it doesn't happen then, then the middles for the Panthers just shoot off the line when you're coming back. So they're going to have to do it the tough way. They're going to have to go through them and they're going to have to make them earn it. Yeah, you mentioned second phase play there. And I think I've always said that if you're going to beat a team like Penrith, who are the best in the NRL by by some margin, you've got to unsettle them and get them off their game plan. And they had 23 offloads the Broncos last week. Whether that was simply a coincidence and a result of that, that poor... Uh, first up contact from the Warriors that you mentioned or whether that was a, a plan by by Kevin Walters and the Broncos in preparation for this week, Reese Walsh off the back of it. I think that's what they've got to do and they've got the offloaders to do it. So yeah, we'll get to your verdict on the game shortly throughout the plays, no doubt. We'll, we will get straight into that and Jizzy, we'll start with you, mate, having spoken to Sam for a while there. Your Brian Bevan lock of the week, 65% of your grand final play. Boys, there's no point in me jumping off my Brisbane hate bandwagon. <laughs> Zero point in doing that in the uh, grand final. Um, I'm going to stick with Penrith and I'm going to take the minus three and a half. I think you know, three and a half is a really good little spot with that uh, try try to cover it, which is nice. So that's a dollar eighty. Um, I just think they're going to be too good. They've been too good all season. Uh, I think there was a stat we said earlier that was like they hadn't lost, they'd only lost one game to a team in the top eight and obviously that's compounded throughout the finals. Um, I just think they're a class and step above Brisbane. Excellent team. I can't, I've obviously got a lot of egg in the face from from the Broncos uh, in the last six weeks in particular. So I can't, you know, can't knock them too much. They're a very good football side, but I do think Penrith are going to be too strong of an if outfit. You pot them, if you pot them again and they get up and win this game or what would even be funny is if it was just by like two and a half points or something they got done by, you'll never be allowed yeah. to get back into Brisbane. I know, I know. Like I'm sure all your Queensland listeners are just ropeable with me uh, and not big fans of me at all. But, um, you know, maybe maybe Kevy will bring me over and, and make me uh, tip against them every week and, and they can just continue to win next year. I reckon Kevy does that before each game. He's, he just he clips up the halfback podcast. Yeah. He's potting them everywhere and goes, this little asshole, he's done it again. Let's prove him wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what Kevy's doing. It's uh, you know, There's pictures of me in the locker room uh, and all, all of the like. <laughs> yeah. Stick it to this bloke. They're throwing darts at your head on the wall of Reese Walsh's <laughs> locker every game. Mate, my Brian Bevan lock of the week is the exact same. I've gone with the Panthers, giving away the three and a half start. They've they've won their last five finals games, 13 plus. I understand that, you know, a grand final, Brisbane Broncos, different kettle of fish, but I also do think that the the Panthers are prepping for this run. They're, they're ready to peak. They did it last year against Paramount and blew them off the park. They've got the experience. We know they're fast starters. So I just think... For the record that they have, the experience they have, a three and a half line is is not much, and, and even just the outright winning, it's sort of pretty decent odds there too. I think that's a great bet. So uh, keen to see what what Sam's got with his and, and his verdict on the game. Sam, what's your Brian Bevan lock of the week? Uh, roll it against Sam um, Penrith, giving away three and a half. Yeah, there you go. Um, three. 
Yeah, Penrith's in trouble. Um, Penrith, I do just, I just think that, yeah, I just think that there are, uh, ever since sort of, I don't know, the off season, there was people saying, you know, can they do this, this, and this, but their structures and the way they do things, when people potted them when they lost a couple earlier, that meant absolutely nothing. They're the best drilled side in the competition. They're the best big game team in the competition. I'm all in on Penrith this weekend. If Penrith get done, it's clear that I've done my ass over the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that we've got one game to work with, that we're all heavily in on Penrith. If Brisbane win this game, I feel as though there's going to be a very, very poor... We're going one way or the other. We're all having absolute fill-ups this week or we're in all sorts of trouble. Husey, they're two essentially full-strength sides this week. Uh, what does your model have the line at? I've got them six-point favourites. Yeah. So it's close there. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Uh, Unfortunate for our pun and listeners out there, you won't be uh, multiing our locks together this week. Yeah, just just take the what do we what do we get for it? Dollar dollar ninety, dollar eighty, dollar eighty, dollar eighty. Get a better price somewhere else, but not yeah. Still, bet with bet are they? Bet with bet are, but you know if you can find more value, then not saying great. Husey, your value play of the week twenty five percent. Boys, I'm going for some. Two wingers, any time to score. I've got To'o to score into Arthur to score. Reason being, uh, Brisbane, they're conceding on that left side with Arthur's and Farnworth uh, there. Well, obviously, there's been a bit of chat around Farnworth and his, and his hamstring. Um, I feel like there could be some target there. But at the same time, Brian To'o scores all the time. So... I'm sure people are not thinking I'm a genius pulling that one out of the hat. Um, but then I'm going for Arthur on the other side. Um, Toho's right edge also does concede. They did quite well last week playing down that side where Farmwell scored two, I think. Um, I think Penrith are going to be a, a, a quite better in defence against that side. Uh, so I'm expecting it to probably pop out a little further out to the winger rather than Farmworth getting over. So I've gone with Arthur's. So that gets me five dollars twenty-five. Love it, mate. You'll uh, you'll be you'll be a genius in the eyes of punters if you can fill their pockets with that one on the weekend. Sam, what's what's your value play of the the NRL Grand Final? Yeah, look, there's a couple of ideas I had around it. Um, I'm tossing up with a couple. I, I'm, I'm big on Ezra Mam. I think he can. I think he can cross. I think Jerome Luai, I think he's in for a big one. Um, so I certainly think there's some value around them. The one thing I will go with, though, I'm going with Penrith, and this computer isn't loading, Tim, so you're just going to have to wait a sec because I've just changed my mind. Um, no worries. I'll, I'll jump in and give my value play while you're looking it up. Yeah, keep going. It's um, yeah, it, it, it's worth hanging around for, I'll be honest. I bet it's good. Yeah, get ready to load. Get your accounts ready because when it people start in. loading up, it's going to crunch. So uh, I have gone to the Clive Churchill medal market. To find that on the Better website, go to Rugby League and then Rugby League Futures for the Churchill medal man of the match. And again, it's not going to reinvent the wheel here or be anything too surprising, but you can get Nathan Cleary to win it at $3.25, which I'll be honest, I, I think his overs are as short as it is. I, I'd be happy to take the $3.25, but what you can do, you can multi it into Penrith winning at $5. So it bumps it from $3.25 to $5, which 
you'd be thinking this Churchill medal market, it's so, so rare that a player wins it on a losing team. You know, Jackie White did it for the Raiders back in 2019. Uh, I think DCE did it in 2013, was it? Uh, anyway, it happens rarely. So t- to not quite double, but really, really bump up the odds there. Cleary, who will have his hands on everything, I think he's primed when his second Churchill medal into Penrith win at $5. Uh, Sam, you ready for us, mate, or are we moving on to Husey? Yeah, no, we're mo- moving on. It's annoying me. Um, let's just go with it anyway. I'll give you an odd soon. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm going Penrith to win the game, and I'm going with Billy Walters to score a try. Uh, Billy Walters, I think his support play as a hooker is as good as anyone in the game, and I really like the way that Harry Grant supports when he notices that they're playing on the front foot. Billy Walters is the exact same. Now, when you've got so much strike on the edges and you've got someone like Reese Walsh, who can make inceptions into the into the uh, backfield at any moment? I think Billy Walters is a fantastic option there. He also hovers around the ball for the late offload, diving over the line. He's, he likes to run the ball near the line, so I think Billy can cross the stripe. I think Penrith win the game. Um, I'll give you those odds very shortly. I'm sort of hoping that you'll get around that um, around that five or six dollar mark, but I'll tell you in a sec. Super interesting play on that one. It's, not, it's certainly not one I saw coming, but. I guess it probably stems a bit, Sam, from the fact that he, his background has been essentially a 5'8", and he's always a ball-running 5'8", so uh, it's in his rugby league DNA, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of players changing, uh, not changing positions, but, but trialling other positions in some of the lower grades because I think you get a real feel for different uh, things that work for you, things that are um, you can do more from a certain position. Uh, I think Billy Walters is a really good example of that. And as a hooker, if you can, you know when they're on the front foot, you know when the ball's going to the key men, you should be on the front foot. And if the ball, if you feel as though, you know, you don't have to chase the ruck if they're moving it to the right wing or the left wing. If you feel they're going to move the ball, start hunting forward. And and Billy Walters is the perfect example of someone who who regularly backs up and gets that uh, gets the rewards. I've done hard yards for you, Sam. I'll just put that in for you, Sam, and it's $13. Penrith into Billy Walters. Very nice, Val. I'll tell you what, boys. I was thinking five or six. Jump on or get run over. $13, ben Penrith. Billy Walters. Some real Dylan Lucas vibes about this one. I'll tell you what, an early value play. Husey, your Steve Jackson, Hail Mary of the Week, 10% of your play. Finish with a bang. So, so boys, I'm, I've, I've just done my lock and my vow. What I'm doing today with the Hail Mary is I'm going to combine those two to start. So I'm going to go Penrith minus three and a half into Toto and Arthur to any time. Uh, but, and... I'm going to throw one more leg in there, though, and I and I kind of like what you guys were talking about prior in in the bit of the recap in uh, you know preview into the game at the start. There was around Brisbane starting well, and so what I've done, I've thrown in Brisbane first to ten points. So you know you think of that as like you know a ten six or something like that. Mm. Um, I, I feel like Brisbane will start well, and they need to. Um, so to keep this game as a contest, I think Brisbane will get to ten before Penrith, but Penrith will win. Uh, by that uh, three and a half. So that gets me $29. Beautiful, mate. Late, late filler. Uh, yeah. I have gone with my Hail Mary of the week. A few try scorers, Selwyn Cobbo, Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton. Uh, and then to add, bump up the plenty value in that, I'm going to go under 30, 39 and a half total points scored at $51. Cobbo, Cobbo's 225 himself, anytime try scorer, which... 
with Walsh, with how good he's on that right edge, that long ball he throws, I think he's a great play. Didn't score last week, but had three line breaks in that game. So uh, Cobo, a great play there. Stephen Crichton, he's going for four tries in four consecutive grand finals, which is pretty bloody remarkable. So, yeah, $51. Cobo, Toto, Crichton, under 39.5 total points. Sam, your Steve Jackson, Hail Mary of the week. Jacko Hail Mary, Penrith again. If Penrith lose, I'm telling you, I'm walking back to Cooma. Uh, Penrith to win. Uh, Jerome Luai and Ezra Mam to score. I'm going with Luai. I think um, both him and Mam on the edges, running the ball on the back of the halves, doing the doing the organising. Um, I think you can get some value around them. So you're getting thirty four dollars for those uh, three to come off. Very good, mate. And a roughy Clive Churchill medal. You know what? I sort of anticipated that you boys might uh, might throw a Clive Churchill play in your your bet. You haven't. I'll start with you, Sam. Clive Churchill, medalist. Obviously, we're playing around value. You maybe you like me, and you think that clear at three twenty five into Panthers at fives is, is a sort of decent player, or even clear at three twenty five. But I suppose who do you think wins the Clive Churchill medal? And do you have a roughy for us? Uh, yeah, I think the, the $5 for the Penrith Cleary doubles is a, is a fantastic bet. I really like it. Uh, in saying that, I've gone with a bit of value, um, depending on how they judge the game. Gone with James Fisher-Harris at $23. Um, if he can set the tone for the Penrith Panthers and get them moving through the middle, um, do his work, uh, and if it's a just a a tradesman's-like performance from the Panthers where they go through the grooves. You know, there's no real standouts, but everyone does their mm. job. Someone like Fisher-Harris through the middle could be some real value at $23. So, uh, um, yeah, I just think that you can get uh, – if they're going to blow them away or if they – you know, they've got to win the game yet. But if they blow them away, you'll see someone like Cleary or, or uh, Dylan Edwards or someone like that get it. But if it's a tradesman's-like performance and they win, say, 24-12 or thereabouts, someone like – James Fisher Harris, uh, I think they could. Uh, they, that's where your value could be. Yeah, it's a fair shout. Like I, I know last year they obviously blew a pen a Parramatta off the park, and there were points scored. Dylan Edwards had a killed it, so it was always going to go to one of the more exciting players. But Brisbane defensively very good in that grand final last year. You know the points flowed late, but. Fisher Harris and Moses Leota in that first twenty minutes setting up the game, Sam, were unbelievable. They they're faultless in the sense that they don't really play a bad game of footy. So yeah, pretty fair play. That's right. You know, they that's right, they were they were massive. So um yeah, not much can be more can be said about James Fisher Harris. Jimmy Hughes, your Clive Churchill play. Boys, uh, I'm gonna go for Liam Martin. I think he's a big game player. He always aims up. He just works and works and works and works. Uh, his outside men, I expect, like I've already put Toa in the score, I think that right edge is going to play quite well uh, for Penrith. So I think his work on the inside and his defensive work um, is going to you know, be a bit of a standout. So I think he's my, he's my roughie in the Churchill at $19. Very good. I've gone with Brian Toto at $26. We know wingers don't really get uh, win Clive Churchill medals, best on grounds in grand finals, but Toto is a different beast, this fella. He'll run for over 200 metres. He scored a hat-trick last week. Nathan Cleary's on his edge. He's on an absolute tear. So I think if a winger's if Toto doesn't win it this year, a winger may never win Clive Churchill medal again. So Toto at $26, I think. You know, with the history of it, I'm not going to say it's huge odds, but it's pretty damn juicy for one of the best wingers that I've, I've certainly ever seen in the game. Guys, Paddy and George, Mortgage Choice SCW, our last plug for the boys for this year, well, 
for the Rugby League podcasting anyway as we lead into the cricket season. Uh, but, guys, if you do want to get in touch with them later on in the year or down the track in the future, it might even be next year, looking at getting your wedding or honeymoon financing sorted, handling your mortgage if you're trying to get into the housing market, sorting out your interest rates. If you're looking for a short-term loan, just because the potty is wrapping up, you can still do it. If you're sitting there in November, you're buying a house, flick them a message on Instagram Pat and George underscore SCW, or you can give them a buzz on 02 9521 1611. Mention SC Playbook will save you $129 on a free consult. Now, the punters head to head battle this week. Obviously, it's the Panthers and Broncos clash, the only NRL game, uh, NRLW grand final as well, of course. Strell qualified for the podcast this week with the Broncos 13 plus last week against the Warriors. Herbie to score, Ricky to score, Huss 150 metres plus at $10, big one. This week he's gone with the Broncos in to win into Reese Walsh anytime try score at $5. Takes on Tally D, who got onto the show with the Broncos to win, Jordan Ricky to score, Dallin Wateni Zelezniak to score at $9.13, has gone with the Panthers to win the grand final into Toto, Tungo, and Critter. Being Stephen Crichton to combine for two plus tries at $2.81. No idea where he's got that from, but uh, that is his play for it. And Strell has gone past the $4 limit despite being told, but it's grand final week, so we'll let him have it. That is a wrap for the Halfback Podcast for this season. We'll be active in some regard throughout the summer of cricket with tips from the experts from the SC Playbook cricketing team. Likely a podcasting segment. We'll be posting plays across socials in the WhatsApp chat, uh, all those sorts of things. We'll also throw some plays between ourselves here for the upcoming Rugby League Internationals throughout October in the WhatsApp chat as well. Sam, big season, mate. Thank you. Yeah, very enjoyable. I think we... um... I think we had a pretty successful season. I know there, obviously there's a couple of patches where you, you go through and it's not always rosy, but I think all in all we were very consistent, um, fairly happy with how it all went this year. So hopefully the punters made some dough. Uh, they enjoyed listening to the podcast and we'll be back bigger and better next year. I think, Sam, one of the sharpest things that you've ever said, and it, it's not a crash-off field. And there's lots of them. It's not a crash-off field at all, but was to start the year and be a little wiser with our punting in having the lock of the week being 65% of the play, which I emphasize every week. Because if you follow the lock, which more often than not is pretty damn successful, it's a profit. So that was, it was a big play from you. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I, last year I was the same. I had a lot of locks that came off. I think it was seven or eight weeks straight. Or, and um, But we were only doing it, we were splitting it evenly. So um, it made life very difficult. Uh, this year, yeah, that was a good one. Um, any suggestions going forward, please write in. We're uh, more than happy to, to listen um, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, good fun. For sure, mate. Yeah, any feedback, just email us at supercoachplaybook at gmail.com uh, or just flick us a message on any of our, our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, and Husey, mate, also a big year from you. A few Hail Marys, hopefully finish with another one, probably the highlights of the year, but also been big. Yeah, no, it has, has been uh, quite a successful year. I think it was two Hail Marys. I, yeah, I think our locks were across all across the board, like you mentioned. I think we were at least hitting about 70 80% of those. So hopefully, guys, are pretty profitable by the end if you're following along but uh yeah always a pleasure chatting with you lads each week about footy and, and betting and um to continue on next year will be a, a good play and and uh one thing i do i've got we're all going to the races on the weekend so like if any of the boys have any tips out there on the whatsapp group I, I you know i don't know anything about horse racing so hit me up i've got one jimmy i've got one and only the astute punter's gone on early uh in the absence i thought he crashed 
In the in the Epsom, the inevitable open at thirteenth after the draws into six dollars fifty. Uh, Storm home late last start. Beautiful barrier. You're getting six dollars fifty now. Um, it's no thirteen. You might get a better price come race. You might get less. So that's up to you. But that's 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 my tip for the uh, for the races this weekend. Tassie Flyer to win the Epsom. I over the past two sad days of racing, I'm on a run of about one from 36. I think that winner I got was in Leopardstown in Ireland at about 12.30 at night. So that's why I stick to rugby league punting, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, guys, thank you for all the support this season. Uh, We'll be back next NRL preseason to try and do the exact same thing all over again. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 